Mindfulness Mode 343. How can you experience a happier, more mindful and healthier and just a better life? Reach new heights of calm, focus and happiness. Today on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Hey, Mindful Tribe, great to have you with us. If you're new as a listener today, thanks for joining us. And of course, I always mention it's great if you could share the show or subscribe to the show. That always helps to keep it on the air. I really appreciate that. You are invited to join us on the Facebook group that goes along here with the podcast. It's called Mindfulness Mode Facebook Group with Bruce Langford. So check it out on Facebook. And if you want to just take a shortcut, you can go to mindfulnessmode.com forward slash MMG. Last day, I was talking with Sandra Miller's Younger, and she went through a tremendous challenge. She lost her home in a California wildfire, and then she started helping others learn how to deal with challenges like that in their life. So she started helping people with resiliency. And what an excellent episode that was, Mindful Tribe. So go back and check it out. You know, I've shared some meditations, some guided meditations that I've recorded before. And today I just recorded a brand new one and it's called Awaken with Focus. It's all about how to be alert and focused in the morning when you first wake up, how to feel invigorated, how to feel fresh and dynamic so you can get out there and make things happen in the day and feel good about it. Just be vibrant. And so that you can sort of spread your vibrancy with others around you. That's what the guided meditation is all about. And it's just for you, Mindful Tribe. Just to thank you for being a listener of Mindfulness Mode podcast. You can receive it free at mindfulnessmode.com slash awaken with focus. I just asked for your name and email address. That's it. It's a 14-minute meditation, and I think you'll enjoy it. Mindfulnessmode.com slash awaken with focus. And today, I'm sitting here with this book, 365 Days of Happiness. Because happiness is a piece of cake, is the subtitle. And this book is written by Jacqueline Pirtle. She is my guest today. And I have to tell you, as I read through this book and, and read so many of the great suggestions on each day of how to be happy, I thought this is so valuable. And I mean, I know I'm not going to be happy every single day of the year, but this is inspiring. This is about finding contentment. It's about finding joy and about finding peace and so many different aspects. And I just love her concepts. On day 148, she says, imagine you are making a delicious life smoothie for your new day. What feelings, colors, activities, foods, drinks, and energies do you put in? And then she goes on to talk about love and fun and joy and happiness. I think it's a great book, and I know this is a terrific interview today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Jacqueline. 
Hey, Mindful Tribe, today we're talking all about happiness and what a great topic to start the day with. Happiness is the topic. Jacqueline Pertle is my guest and I'm so thrilled to have you with us today, Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline, are you in mindfulness mode today? Yeah, I am. Thank you for having me, Bruce. I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's my total pleasure to have you here, Jacqueline. And and uh, Jacqueline, I, I just want to share with my audience, my listeners, a little bit about you. And here we go. Jacqueline Pertle wrote the book on happiness. In fact, she's helped hundreds of clients get into a high-for-life frequency so they can become happy anywhere at any time. Her book on happiness is called 365 Days of Happiness, and her extensive research on the topic affirms that you can have happiness in your life. Your health will peak, you will experience abundance, and your life will shift to a more positive place. Jacqueline's background is in health, wellness, holistic medicine, energy healing, law of attraction, and, of course, happiness. She holds international wellness degrees and is internationally certified as a Reiki master. She's also founder of FreakyHealer.com. So, Jacqueline, I'm so excited to talk about happiness, but first I want to ask you about your take on mindfulness. What does mindfulness mean to you, Jacqueline? Well, thank you, first of all, Bruce, for this amazing introduction. I just like grew two inches. Thank you. <laughs> this <laughs> makes welcome. me happy. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> so what does mindfulness mean to me? Well, mindfulness is really, to me, the connection to and with all, you know, like mm-hmm. in the physical world, the mind, the soul, the consciousness, all these components that we all really are. And Mindfulness to me is really being um, all one and the same and becoming aware of that and then be it and live it that way. Because becoming aware of that you're connected is one thing, that, but then really to be it with every single cell of your body and to live as that, that is mindfulness in like a big spectrum for me. But personally then of course it goes further in that you know mindfulness for me is where my home is right it's mm-hmm. like my middle space it's when I'm in my heart and I live and I'm in my heart that is really when I feel good and that's where my mindfulness really sits and that's then of course how I create my connectedness with my body my mind my soul and my consciousness and keep it together as one and um to me, it's also where all the magic exists, right? When my yes. mind's full, my life is just <laughs> incredible, no matter what's going on, no matter the circumstances. And it's also really where my power lays. Like when I'm mindful, that means I'm in my now. And yes. that's really where all my power is for everybody, really. where That's where you can change your thoughts, where you can change your, you know, the way you look at your body, the way you feel in your body. That's where you can change and, and nourish your soul better. And that's where you can also um, change your now instead of focusing on everything that's not going right which actually is going right for you because it's always a gift but you can then change your focus on what's easier for you to 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 see and feel what is going right so that's kind of like 
yeah, that's what mindfulness is for me. Well, I really appreciate this because this ties right into what you wrote at the front of your book near the beginning. You said this, you said, nothing is ever separate. Everything is always one. We're all made of energy. We're all connected. We share our energies with each other at all times. And then you went on to say, you make the world a better place when you are happy. So the question I want to ask you is, what do we do if something tragic has happened in our life? What do we do if there's been a suicide in our family? What do we do if if we're experiencing massive pain? How can we be happy then, Jacqueline? Well, the important part first is to really acknowledge it. You know, it's like a lot of times we feel that a good life has only the good things in it that we think they're good right so yes yeah so for and then we don't want we no actually yeah we don't want the other things and we just want them to go away right or not to have happen or whatnot and um i would turn this around and i say this from personal experience because you know i'm just like everybody else i had really big and really small traumas and i have my backpack of happenings too that happen and my kids do and my husband does and as a family we do right it gets richer and richer so but the important part is to um then you know acknowledge it and say this is what just happened and when you do that, instead of making it want to go away or indulging into the drama effect of it and just say, this is what just happened, it already brings a certain calm in it. And that's what I do. And then the next step would be to let go of all expectations. Like right. to let go of all expectations, how life has to be, how somebody else's journey has to be, for instance, suicide, right? Let yes. go of the, the expectation that this person should not have done, that I should be living. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. It really just all is until we make up our mind. And <clears throat> so, and then when you let go of all expectations, so you acknowledge it, you let go of all expectations, And then to go into a state of, and that's a little mantra I use and I teach and it works really fantastically with even if it's a headache or if it's, if it's something bigger, you know, right to say, and really to feel these words, right, that I accept what just happened, I respect what just happened, and I appreciate what just happened. And I Thank it and I love it. And that might be the hardest part, the end yes. one. I love it. Right. That and can be very difficult. Yes, but ultimately it's also a practice, right? It's a mindset practice that you can learn to to make this your normal way and then see what happens, right? And then out of that really peaceful, clear and kind of like um, neutral space you created with these three steps, that's when you can then think, all righty, so what am I going to do about this? How am I going to feel about this? And what is next? Because from that space, you actually then have a, a clear mindset and you have the possibility to do even let something positive come back into your life that way. 
Right, right. Well, I I just love the way you've laid your book out. So 365 days of happiness is day one, day two, day three, and you've written something for each day, like a a little, uh, just just a little thought, an idea. And today uh, we're recording this in June, and I looked, and it's day 160 today. And you wrote, "Visualize your beautiful light." Say hello and welcome your light into your hands and imagine your light getting strong and brighter and brighter. So, so much of this is mindfulness and it is imagery. And, you know, I just love how you've put this together. Let your light show how it is happy, how it is happiness and play and have fun together. And I think it's wonderful that you came up with so many things to think about on all these different days. So how did you go about doing that, Jacqueline? Well, ultimately, I mean, you can start, by the way, the book, you can start anytime. So if on, you know, March 30th, you say, that's it, (laughs) I want to, you come across the book and you say, I want to learn how to be happy, then you just start then. And that's the beauty of the book. I wanted to make it that everybody can go on their own pace, right? Because not everybody's journey is the same. So how did I come uh, to write every day? It's in 2018, well, it was New Year's Eve. I just, that's it. I said, that's it. I'm going to devote every single day of 2017 to my happiness, to what I do, to the thoughts that I'm giving and to my work as an energy healer, what comes and flows through me and write that down. And um, that that was first, it was intended as a blog based on my work. Mm-hmm. And it was just so, the answer and the responses I got were so incredible. I thought, all right, that's it. I'm going to make a book out of this because it's a, it takes you in simple steps, nothing complicated. And besides the book, you don't have to go buy anything else. You don't have to change anything in your life. It really is working what is for you right now. How can you experience a happier, more mindful and healthier and just a better life? Because I really, I'm a believer in that we're here to really be our happiness, be our mindfulness, and then go live it and inspire others and just pull the whole, you know, energy pool of the world up into a higher frequency. And that's how then the book came, you know, after writing and multiple editorial reviews and long nights of writing. And um, that's how the book then came together. Jacqueline, what's your definition of happiness? Anything that makes you feel good, or I would say it actually different, not makes you feel good. Anything that feels good for you. When you feel good, that is happiness. So let's start with if you if you have tears coming up because we're really you're really sad, right? Well, yes. sometimes when you have a good cry, that can feel really good. It's a big release. It's a big energetic cleansing, right? Yes. And um, that 
is happiness for me because that feels good right then, right? And it's being sad is a big part of everyone. It's, it, it's, it's just like anger, right? When you're angry, it's fine to be angry. Sometimes being angry, and I don't, you know, take it out on others, of course, but sometimes stomping your foot and being angry for yourself feels really good. And it's a lot of powerful energy in there. And I always say, if you go clean the house when you're angry, it's amazing how you know how fast you can clean and that feels really good and that's to me that is happiness right and then of course you know if you indulge in a nice piece of chocolate and you go mm, this is just so good and you like feel and taste and smell and hear that chocolate in you maybe even have a chit chat with it how good it feels that is happiness when you sit down quietly and you listen to the songbirds outside because they're singing for you if it's in your awareness they sing for you becoming aware of that that's happiness they you know celebrating every breath you take being mindful of the breaths you take and then celebrating that because that's your life every breath you take that is happiness. So I'm a big believer in you don't have to change anything. It's more of to change the perspective of everything. I love what you're saying, but I want to throw this out there. What if my form of happiness causes a lot of problems? What about if I'm a cocaine addict and and I, I need that hit of cocaine and that's where I'm happiest when I'm high on cocaine? Now, that's a problem. How do I deal with that? And how do you, what do you have to say in response to that? Well, ultimately, it causes a problem is mostly for the people around you. Yes. And yeah, which brings me back like with saying, with not saying it's good or it's not good, it just is. It just yes. is. But the problem that's created for the loved ones and the surrounding, right? Yes. That is the problem that originates in these people. So, and what I'm saying is, is once again, it would then be amazing and helpful for whoever it's a problem for to work on each one of your, like on yourself to, again, to let go of any expectations, to accept, respect, appreciate, think, and love everything that is right and to acknowledge it and then out of that space see where you can help that person but not because of your own hurt and pain because of their what they're going through because there's two sides to the situation right and so if you're the addict you're most likely don't even realize the problems that you're actually creating right so it would be then to look at the problems uh, that are created, but those are all feelings, right? Problems and, and the, the feeling of it being a problem is all energy and it originates in other people usually. And the best is what I always do and what I teach and help my clients with to work on yourself. What other people do may or may not be right, right? It, yes. But if you take it on, it just is and then you go inside of you and say what feelings does this give 
what feelings does this give me what, what what originates in me because of that situation well those feelings are your feelings to deal with and to work with because they're yours they're not the feelings of the person that started this or or that that has that situation does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. You know, I love how you use metaphors in your book. And one of them is on day, let me see what it was. It was, uh, yeah, it was day 149, the perfect cup of coffee. You said you try a new coffee bean. And then when <laughs> yeah. you taste it, you find it's bitter. And then you have three choices. You drink it anyway without judging and you make the best of it. Number two, you skip your morning coffee altogether. No judging, just moving on. And number three, you happily make a new pot with different beans that are perfect to your taste. And you say those three solutions are always there for you in life in response to anything that happens. That's very clever. I really like that. How did you come up with that? Well, how do I come up with anything that's in the book? It's like, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, what? I wrote that. So I let it flow. I, I really let it flow. And I'm mindful about what comes into my awareness, also in my thoughts and when a bird sings to me. And I'm a, I'm a chit-chatter. I chit-chat with everything because everything that's in my awareness has a message for me and has something to tell me. And if I'm really listening and I'm mindful about it, then that's where all this information comes from. And I wanted to create a book where um, I'm a believer in, in simplicity and basics because I love results and I love uh, fast results. And I feel that when you stay with basic, just think that you focus on your breath, right? It's so basic, but it's so healing. I really love the concept of being basic, simple, understanding. And I wanted to create a book that really anybody, I mean, I have people reading this to their children, um, that I wanted to create a book that you can basically pick up, but it doesn't take you like like five days to get even into it. And then it takes a half a day every day just to practice it because um, not everybody wants to get as deep into energy healing and mindfulness than I do, right? And that's just my knack and it's my gift. And I wanted to create something that people like a good recipe book that you can just, you know, pick up, bake a good bread, but you're not becoming a baker or a chef or something for it. And that's, that's kind of, you know, how this happened. Sure. Well, that makes sense. Well, you have a business called FreakyHealer.com. And I want to ask you, where did you come up with that name, Freaky Healer? Well, once again, I was just mindful and listening. And I thought, okay, I need a name. <laughs> and yeah. that's what came to my mind. And I thought, because the way I work, is like I, I work with joy and being mindful and humor, right? And yeah. I, I mean, I even have one day where I say, don't take everything so serious in the book. And I said, seriously, right? <laughs> it's yes. like, I love the, way, the play with words. I love the play with energy. I love the play with laughter and joy. And uh, the name just kind of gave it, gave it really it, it, it's worth because uh, that's how I work. I, sometimes I, when I help my clients and I say, go do this, go do this. It's it, that's it. And they're like, really? And I said, yeah, go do this. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but 
um, it and it just releases their energy, at least releases their blockages. And when they do it, they become mindful of something, a feeling, at an old trauma and a thought, and it just releases it. And that's how I work. I, I really love joy. I really, really, really do love joy. It doesn't mean that I'm not you know, never get angry or don't, you know, have hard times either. That's part of life. But, you know, there comes this moment, Bruce, when something feels good, like you're sad or, you know, you, you can't believe that something happened or whatnot. And it kind of feels good. No, actually, it feels good to be in that state right then and there. But there comes that moment when suddenly being sad does not feel good anymore. And that's really the moment to catch. And then you say, OK, I'm going to this does not feel good anymore. I'm done releasing. I'm going to shift to something that does feel good and then choose something different. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, I love that. I I think it's so important that we do have that control over our thoughts, you know, that we understand through mindfulness and through all the messages you're delivering in this book that we actually are in control. Jacqueline, I always ask a question about bullying, and that's because I worked in the field for over 10 years and still do, but You know, we can get into a very rough place with bullying. I want to know if you have a story about bullying, either in your life or someone else's, where mindfulness would have made a difference. Yeah, of course. Um, So, I mean... I was bullied a lot because I'm a redhead girl and or now a lady, but, but yeah. back in time I was a redhead girl growing up in Europe where red hair was still kind of, you know, associated with witchcraft and that kind of stuff. So oh. I was bullied and teased a lot and had very little friends, was alone a lot. And sure, um, not to, you know, to, to make this story too big, but yes, I was very much bullied, but you know, Back then, of course, if mindfulness would have been present from others that, you know, were all connected and the hurt and trauma they they, they kind of uh, initiated and that they actually, you know, when they bully somebody else, they actually bully themselves too because it never makes you feel good and afterwards you carry that energy in every single cell of yourself. But um, it would have it would have made things nicer for me. Absolutely. Looking back though, you know, it's like for me, it's, I am who I am because of my story, because of my journey and with all the ups and downs and, um, you know, different bullying situations, different uh, health issues, different, you know, and being a mom, right? And having teenagers and they go to school and they're bullied and whatnot. With all of that together, though, my journey made me who I am today. That's why this book exists, for instance, right? That's why I do what I do. So um, it would have made it nice for me back then. But looking back, I... I'm, I'm fine with it because it may, makes me who I am today. Now, but really anytime right now, there are kids and people, you know, but let's maybe stick with kids. There are kids bullied right now, right? And, yeah. um, and, and it's a fact and it's big. And I see that uh, from my, you know, kids when they come home and talk about it. And um The importance of mindfulness, I cannot even describe how important it is because when you're mindful that you're 
one, that you're connected, that everybody is the same, the same energy, everybody's the same, and you're mindful of that, you know, bullying would not even exist if you think about it, because you would realize that when you bully somebody, then you bully yourself too, because we're all connected with the same energy. We're all breathing the same air and everything, and it's all in there. And on top of that, like I mentioned before, then you have that unhealthy energy in every single cell of yourself, and that is unhealthy, and you you own that. You have that. So mindfulness is absolutely like a key point to reducing bulliness. And when mindfulness is present, then bulliness is decreasing. I mean, it's a, it's a given because when you're a mindful person, you're also in a magical place. You, you have different wisdom about all the knowledge, what's happening out there. And you're a happier, healthier person. You don't have really any reason or any like wanting to even bully somebody because you're in a happy place right right exactly and i love this i'm just i'm just sitting here jacqueline smiling because i'm like man you're speaking my language you know right? that's that's yeah. absolutely why i started the podcast you mm-hmm. know because i worked in bullying for so long and i'm like yeah people just have to you know get it understand that through mindfulness bullying will just decrease and just fizzle and fade away i i want to ask you do you meditate is that part of your life and if you do what is it like for you in your life yeah, I do meditate. And, you know, sometimes my meditation <laughs> looks I'm sitting quiet and, yeah. and, and focusing on my breathing, whatnot. Now, I'm an upper goer, mover, shaker type of right. person. I love movement, you know, because to me, that's also the natural way of life, right? Everything is always sure. moving forward. So most of all, I love when I meditate with my eyes wide open, you know, when I really like whatever is happening right now, when I mindfully, you know, see it and I smell it, hear it, you know, and I feel it, I think it and I taste everything. To me, that is an amazing meditation. And uh, be it a song, you know, that you can feel and hear a song. You can even smell a song, right? Yes, (laughs) you can. Yeah, I know. Or you or I love yoga. I love yoga. I love biking. And so anything that mindfully feels really good for me and lets me be and live my happiness that I am am that really is meditation to me wow i i love that Uh, i want to ask you five quick answer questions jacqueline so if we can just you know 30 second answers would be perfect here's the first one who is one person who has influenced the mindfulness in your life well it's my husband and my children absolutely Uh, perfect how has mindfulness affected your emotions it affects it in the way that I am not a prisoner of any emotion that I have that I maybe doesn't feel good. Being mindful lets me, you know, say, okay, I'm not feeling good right now. What am I going to do about it? <laughs> so it, it's, it, it makes me free as a bird, right? Wow. Uh, tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. Well, breathing is one of the most healing tools I think that's out there. And also like, becoming aware of that every breath you take is your life, right? You think your life is out there, getting up in the morning, going to work. Actually, it's breathing, right? That's really, so I I concentrate on my breathing a lot. 
if you could recommend a book besides your own, and of course your own is an awesome book <laughs> on mindfulness, and I will put it in the show notes and everything Thank else. You. But are there any other books that you would recommend? And I will mention the name of your book right now, 365 Days of Happiness. So if you're listening to this and you just tuned in, you know, get that book because it's an awesome read. It really is. But what other book would you recommend, Jacqueline? Well, I love all books from Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, and it's all about mindfulness and universe and law of attraction and just that how you're in control. And it's so positive. And Bruce Lipton, he's one of my favorite. I love his humor. It's about the uh, belief, mindfulness. And then there's, of course, Greg Braden, which is all about deep mindfulness. Those are just, those are my heroes. There we go. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> great, <laughs> great. Uh, can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful or maybe other people that you know, an app that they use? Yeah, so I'm not an app lady. So mm -hmm. <laughs> my kids yep. are, but I guess I tell you what, um, I can tell you about an app, but it's not a phone app. But really, sure. anytime that I don't feel good or things are not going right for me in the way that I, I, I think I would like them to go because I know it's in my heart that way too. That is my natural app actually to remind myself to be mindful, you know, so uh, really quickly, I'm going to make this real fast. So right now we're in move, we're moving, right? So it's really yes. easy to get lost into physical every day. Got to do this, got to do that. Gotta, happens to me too, right? So then you, you know, you stub your foot, you take a misstep with your foot and, you know, you drop things and you spill things and whatnot. That right there is my app to say, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, you're messing up. You're not mindfully here right now, right? <laughs> and that is really my app when when I'm not in my middle. These things happen and whatnot, or I don't feel so good, and it's my natural app to say, hello, <laughs> come back. <laughs> <laughs> natural apps like that can really make a difference for us too they don't all have to be technology that's for sure so so you grew up in europe can you tell us about a day in your life when you were eight years old what was your life like and where did you grow up in europe jacqueline well, I grew up in Basel and it's like right on the border to France and Germany and it's a city. It's a, you know, a nice, beautiful, beautiful city. Very, very educated, lots of arts going on. And um, so eight years old, I got up in the morning, had breakfast and then I walked to school and was in school and um, walked home for lunch because back then we still had lunch at home. I think in Switzerland right. they still do that. I love that. Walked home for lunch and then walked back uh, to school and had a little bit more school and homework then. And and they walk, I grew up in a family with two brothers and then my mom uh, was a homestay mom. She did an amazing job, you know, with food yeah. and just keeping us in good love shape and my dad uh, went to work and that was that was a normal day that was a normal day and yeah 
Well, Jacqueline, you just sparkle. <laughs> I, I love the joy, the vibes of joy and the sparkly fun it is to talk with you. And yet, talking with you, you have a wonderful understanding of life and you know how we need to accept life. And of course, life has dark days and life has sad times and we have pain. But yes, I love what you've said about this, that we, we need to accept life and accept things, acknowledge them, move on, and we can have joy and happiness. And we can have 365 days of joy and happiness. How can we reach out to you? How can we learn even more about what you do, Jacqueline? Yeah, I have a website. It's called freakyhealer.com. And I am on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn under Freaky Healer as well. And the book is available on Amazon. And um, maybe, may I add one more of thing, course. Bruce? Is that okay? Of course, okay. absolutely. I guess the way the way I create my joyous life is really to, what you said, is that things happen. And that's part of life. Without something happening that you don't like, you wouldn't know what you would like. So in itself, it's a gift already because of that. But the important part, what I practice and uh, what really works is that I focus on my feelings, right? So let's take the thing that my kids come home and say, I was bullied or this mean stuff happened to me or whatnot, right? It's so easy to then get lost in my feelings and, 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 but it's actually a better thing to say, this happened to my child, And I feel this way about it. And he feels that way about it. I work on my feelings because they're my feelings. They carry a lot of old recordings, what happened to me in my life. And it adds on right to this big mountain. I work with my feelings. And then out of that clear space, I look at my child and see how does he feel about it. And then I support him. I don't work on his feelings. I support him and talk to him and love him and give him whatever he needs to succeed with his feelings. But to kind of like, to kind of like, you know, put, put those a little bit apart and not have it in one big mug, his feelings, my feelings, and there comes the big thing. But to rather say, I'm going to take mine out, deal with mine, and then I'm going to help him with his, but only support him because he is well enough, strong enough, and good enough, and deserving enough to also find his way. And they kind of like do that. And when you do that, it, everything kind of like dissolves a little bit and becomes a little bit more clear. And then out of that space, it always, always works then to find your happiness. Very wise advice. I appreciate that. So Mindful Tribe, go to FreakyHealer.com, F-R-E-A-K-Y Healer.com. And also check out this book, 365 Days of Happiness. And I will put the links in the show notes at MindfulnessMode.com. So check it out. And, uh, you know, it's a great read and filled with wisdom. It truly is. So Jacqueline, thank you so much for being with us today on Mindfulness Mode. Thank you, Bruce, for having me. It's it's my pleasure and my honor to be on your show. You're amazing. Thank you. And your work is wonderful. Thank you so much.
Thanks so much, Jacqueline. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest name or episode number into the search bar. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen. Maybe it's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever. Hit subscribe and share. Subscribing and sharing helps keep Mindfulness Mode on the air. Subscribe and share, share, share. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.